All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome hey, back. Welcome back. Hey, it's a Prime Culture Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening in, for being a part of what is going on yeah. with the culture. Hey, you know, I don't think we've done this yet, Andrew. Um, like, formally introduce ourselves. We always do that at the beginning of every season where it's like, hey, this is what Prime Culture is. Assume, this is who we assume, are. Yeah, this is yeah. who I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you're listening in, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We we actually stream on multiple platforms on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts. There you go. And Spotify, son. Hey. Yeah. Um, but Prime Culture is the young adult's and college student ministry of Abundant Church in El Paso, Texas, man. Rep the 915, man, the Sun City. Let's go, El Chuco. The Sun City, Texas. Chuco Town, sir. <laughs> Chuco Town, man. And um, yeah, but so we've been rocking and building culture for young adults, uh, teaching them how to enjoy the abundant mm. life, the abundant life. The prime, so life, the prime life, right? the prime so life, right? The prime life, the prime life. What is the prime life? What is prime? Well, we firmly believe that you can always live in the prime of your life, right? Like I remember when I was younger, bro, I, I always used to think that my prime, quote unquote, was like a chronological space. Like an age, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. But it really was more a head space. It was more a yeah. mental condition. Age ain't nothing but a number. You feel oh. me? Um, anyway, uh, so, so we decided, we said, man, when we started prime, we said, we want to teach a whole generation. Number one, we want to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life that Jesus Amen. came for you to have. Amen. And he came for you to have life, man. I just want to push against, man. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling it already, bro. I love it. Come on, say but man, no, 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 man. I, I, I do. I do want to say it with my chest. Actually, I do intend to say it with my chest. <laughs> uh, no, man. Like, I, I think, I think that there's this ridiculously ignorant narrative about Christianity and it's from Christians, man. Like mm. God is mad. God is grumpy. Like mm. God is keeping this tally sheet waiting for you to mess up, waiting for you to screw it up, mm. waiting for you to fall. So he can like wag his finger at you and be like, see, I knew you were stupid. I knew you were sinful. Mm. I, you were no, I knew you were no good, but man, like that couldn't be further from the truth. Right? Yeah. Like we believe it firmly that the line is drawn clear in John 10, 10. Mm. There's a thief that came to steal, kill and destroy. That's Satan. That's yep. the devil, the enemy, the thief came to steal, to kill, destroy. And so if there's anything in your life that is stealing, killing, or destroying you, it's not God. Amen. God's prerogative and God's priority is not to steal from you, not to kill for, not to kill you and not to destroy you. On the contrary, Jesus said, but I've come yeah. that you might have life and have it more abundantly, abundantly. right? And yep. so we Amen. believe the God kind of life, Amen. the Zoe life, right? That's the Greek word right there hey. for abundant life, the God kind of life, the Zoe life. And we call it the prime life. So what is prime? What is the prime life? Prime literally is living in the most thriving, satisfying, fruitful season mm. of your life. And whether you're a young adult or a young at heart adult, Come right? On. I believe that you can live in the prime of your life. And that's what we're about, fam. Right. We're about teaching you how to live this prime life. And so my name is Cruz. We do have a church. We do have a church expression, a local church expression in El Paso called Prime Culture. Hey. Um, and so my name is Cruz. Me and my wife, Diana, get the opportunity to serve Prime Culture. To my left is my main man's. What's oh. going on, everybody? Hey, hey. My, name is, my name is Andrew and... 
I actually have the honor and the privilege of being able to run aside, uh, run alongside Pastor Cruz. Yo, Andrew um, Fung, you the man, bro. Nah, man, it's all God, bro. It's all God. Mad humble. It's Stop, bro. Like, <laughs> no, I love it, man. You hey, know? Yo, look, I'll say it like, this way. But I'll say, I'll say it this way. Okay, let me let me just say. You this say way. it this way. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it my way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but for real, man. Like, just. When, when you were talking about John 10, 10 and that like Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly, like I really don't feel like I would be able to operate in the space that I'm operating in, which is gratitude, which is love, which is just the peace, bro. Yeah, you know? I would and, add to that. Don't lose your thought. Yeah. Put a pin. Yeah, I would add purpose, mm, yep. walking in purpose, yep. walking in destiny, walking yep. in your ministry, walking in what God's intention was for your life. I will just yeah. add that. Go ahead. Keep, no, yeah, keep talking, man of God. Keep like, going. <laughs> bro, and, and I, I, I wake up, man, and I'm always grateful, bro. I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm, I, I, I operate with a sense of gratitude, not because of, you know, the things that I've accomplished, but it, that's the things that I've accomplished is a byproduct to what he's given me. No doubt. No doubt. And so, yeah, man, I'm no doubt. happy about it, bro. You steward it well, though. It. You carry it well. You carry it well. I think, I think for sure, the byproduct of a thriving relationship with Jesus is humility. Yeah. For sure. Humility. But then also strong self-awareness. And so I would say it this way over your life. I would say it over my life and hopefully over your life too, if you're, you know, as you're listening is um, in, in what God does in us, for us, and through us, God gets the glory, but you get the credit. Yeah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because it's him and us. Like I I, you, it. like you still have to obey. I receive it. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to show up. Yeah. You still have to be faithful. Yep. You still have to do it God's way. Yeah. I still you, put in the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still have to put in the work. You right. still have to link up with God. You still have to say, okay, God, what's the instruction? You still That's have right. to do that. You feel me? Yeah. And I, I think that there, there should be a healthy, a healthy approach of um, godly pride. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where it's like, man, like, yes, it's God in me. It's God for sure shining through me. But at the end of the day, any of you who are walking with Jesus, any of you who are accomplishing mm. things in your life, any of you who are making forward progress, like, yo, yes, for sure God gets the glory. Mm. But man, I, I want to give you some of the credit. And so maybe that's just what God sent me to do today hey, well, at the Prime you know Culture Podcast episode number Four. Four. Well, and it's like, th it's three. like, it's like three, a it's three. Yeah. yeah. Cause we have a bonus episode that's about to yeah. drop. We got, we got a chance to talk with the big C that's our senior pastor, pastor oh, Charles pastor Neiman. Charles, man. Um, and so that actually already dropped. That's on YouTube right yep. now. It's on YouTube. Um, and so we'll so drop it as like a three B realistic, something like that, man. You something. know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, officially episode number three, but I think the Lord just sent me for, for, for a few minutes at the top of the podcast, first of all, to introduce you to prime culture. The purpose of prime culture, we called it prime culture, right? Because prime culture is part of a church, yeah. but we are not a church. church. You feel right. me? Um, we're part of abundant church, yeah. but we are a way of life. And because we could have also, also called it prime young adult ministries, which is to me mad corny. Um, because <laughs> it's more than just, is that too honest? Whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but it's prime culture. And what is culture? Culture is the way that you live your life, right? And so yeah. I really believe that. Taking the message of Jesus and applying it well, it impacts and influences every aspect of your life, right. every aspect of your life, right? Old school preachers would say it this way, yo, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Mm. 
what I'm saying? So anyway, so welcome to the Prime Culture Podcast. Uh, this is episode three. My name is Cruz. This is my my man's Andrew. Andrew let's go. And hey, listen, at the top of the at the top of the podcast, I just want to say thank you for rocking with us. There are some of you that are listening that have been listening for 42 episodes. I think this is episode number 42. My overall catalog. Yeah, like, catalog, man. Across woo! across all six seasons. This is our sixth season. Can I the, just say how awesome that is, bro? Isn't that like, dope? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's fire, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, you know what I love doing? I love introducing new people to the podcast, right? Because they're like, what? You have a podcast? I'm like, first of all, you're not listening at Culture Night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You better wake up and pay attention, right? If you want to be somebody, if you want to go. Anyone watch Sister Act? Sister Act 2? No church kids? <laughs> Got it. Okay. Anyway, do yourself a favor and go watch Sister Act 2. Oh my and sister, goodness. Sister Act 1's I, but Sister Act 2 is awesome. Anyway, so that's a line from Sister Act, right? Like, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention, mm. right? Anyway, um, but I love introducing new people to the podcast. Yeah. Where they're like, for real, you have a podcast? I'm like, yes, we have a podcast. We're like 40 episodes deep, son. For real. So, hey, every, every Friday, I could, I, man. Hey, man, Fridays want, is we, prime day. We Fridays is, our, Fridays is prime day. You know, so number one, if you're also not following us on our Instagram. Why don't you love Jesus? Hey. It's what I want to, like, little baby Jesus <laughs> is sad with you. Like, like for like little, <laughs> little baby Jesus is just like, why? <laughs> for real, man. Hey, man, you can follow us at this prime yes. culture on Instagram. Yes. Um, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Shameless plug. plug. Well, it's not even shameless, man. I'm actually proud of it. Like, I yeah. really believe this content will change your life. Like we've seen it happen for hundreds and hundreds of young adults. Um, and for the thousands and millions watching across pay-per-view, whatever, right? Right. But like, I'm just speaking in faith, man. <laughs> um, no, but I, we've seen it impact hundreds and hundreds of young adults, yeah. man. And so um, anyway, so thank you for rocking with the culture. Absolutely. Thank you for rocking with the podcast. For those of you who are new family to us, man, we're excited to get to know you. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot to us that you would listen. Mm -hmm. Our hope and our intention is always that this content would help you go further faster, that it would help you see Jesus more clearly in your everyday living. And that literally it would do what we just said, that it'll teach you how to live in the prime yeah. of your life Amen. every single day, right? Um, and it means the world to us to when you let us know that you're watching or you're listening. Um, so please, please, please leave comments. Dude, people have actually been leaving comments. And I've seen like, since we started recording in this form, um, and in a moment, I'm going to shout out our sponsors. <laughs> I love saying that out loud. Uh, we're sponsored by, uh, I mean, I, by, by virtue of consumption, a an incredible Korean uh, fried chicken spot Korean in New York City. <laughs> that's a whole nother, that's that's an inside <laughs> joke. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, but like, dude, I've been watching, I've, I've been watching engagement tick up since like we've it, brought on really out bro a new production team this uh this season and so Come i just on. i just want to shout out angel richie who is the man 100 the we man you, who uh, he's 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 over our shooting our editing and our distribution um and he leads wreck and snap mm. media production um, worldwide. And so, <laughs> we may not be internationally, but we're for sure transcontinental, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like from coast to coast. <laughs> Yo, no, but for real, at Wreck and Snap. So like recording, right? Like video recording yeah. and snapping pictures, dude. Like, so for all your needs. Man, at, that is genius, uh, well, bro. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm wow. telling you, listen, Angel Richie is a man of many talents. Yes, Right, like clearly. many, many talents. Clearly. And so I'm just saying, Wreck and, at Wreck and Snap um, on Instagram, R-E-C-N, S N A P, mm. right? So wreck with it, snap with it. You feel me? Uh, yes. Yeah, Lean sir. with it, rock with it. Anyway, okay. Anyways. Right, wreck with it, snap with it. I love it. Um, 
anyway, but like I've been uh, all that to say, welcome to the ADD. The other sponsor, of the, the other sponsor of this episode is ADD, bro. Like, uh, no. How did we get here? I don't bro, know, man, man. But we're here, and I'm here for it. Okay, I'm happy. I, I feel really joyful right now. Um, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I, I said all that to say this: that I've been watching like the thumbs up on YouTube go up. I like, like, I think we just broke like 75 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which to me that's a big deal, man. Really? Like, there's, yes, bro. Right. And so listen, when you wow. let us know, when you subscribe to the YouTube channel, when you subscribe to the podcast, when you leave a review, when you leave a rating, it helps us get the content out there. It helps us feed the algorithm what it wants. And so like, man, if you believe in this and if this has been helping you, like do us a favor, like share it, shout us out. Like we'll, we'll repost you. And it's, I know it's not about the repost, but like it encourages us to let us know that like, man, like this is helping you. Right. Yeah, so, a difference. so take it, take a moment, man. Like it'll take you a couple seconds, like subscribe, turn on notifications, leave a comment, like it on YouTube, give us a rating on podcast, on Apple podcasts and Spotify. So and so we broke 75, man. bro. Li listen, it's the day of small beginnings, yeah, right? But like, real. to me, like that's important, bro. That's man, a big deal, bro. I, re I remember the time when we just started up our Instagram account, bro. And we broke, we broke a hundred, bro. And we that were was just like, like, we were geeking, bro. We were on cloud nine. We bro. were geeking, yeah. bro. We That's were geeking, so awesome. man. So anyway, um, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited. You know, like to me, to me, the big deal, the big deal is that the heart of the culture is is rocking. You know what right. I'm saying? Like the heart of the culture. And I think um, I think that's such an important thing to always think about, right? Like that we're not speaking to the hype and we're not speaking for hype. We're not doing this for hype. We're doing it for heart. Yeah. Like, like the whole thing is about heart. Yeah. I think if I'm being honest with you, man, I think that there's just way too much hype in the world, right? Like just way so much hype. And I don't know about you, it's Andrew. It's all hype. You know, yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, and I, I would say I that like, say a, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of it is hype, you yeah. know, like, <clears throat> like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been catfished in your life. You don't have to tell no, us. You don't have to no. tell. No, 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 not, not ever. Oh, so you, did you, did you, <laughs> did you ever catfish someone? No, I never catfished anyone. You didn't have to. Come on, boy. Come on, oh, I'm, I'm naturally I'm gifted a, and good I'm looking. Child of God. <laughs> Stop, bro. No, I'm that just has kidding. nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing to do with it. No, no. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I think that, I think that, like the whole premise behind cat being getting catfished is that you get your heart set on something. You get presented a bill of goods. You get someone says, "Hey, here's what you're going to get," and it gets hyped up yeah and when you get there it breaks your heart because you're not getting what you were expecting yeah. you know what i'm saying and so i think that mm. in a world that is full of hype dude man we need some more heart yeah right like like for me for me like thinking about the times when i had like really good friends like ride or die friends you know what i'm saying like i'm grateful i'm grateful bro i'm grateful that 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 to this day I have friends in my life that weren't the most hype dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you didn't? No, bro. Like, <sighs> I wish, man. Mine was completely different. It was all hype. It was, it was all, all hype. hype. It was all hype. I mean, I guess, I guess it's all relative, whatever, right? But at this point in my life, yeah. right? Like, like the dudes in my life that are like my closest friends are not all like hype men or hype dudes, but they're heart, bro. You feel mm. me? Like, and they're dudes where it's like, man, he don't look like much. 
but he got some heart. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. you know, we all had that dude in our life, right? Where it's yeah. like, man, he don't look like much, but don't mess with him. That boy got heart. For real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were a baller. It's, it's meaty. Like, it's <laughs> what does that mean? What, what does like, that mean? It's, it's substance. Okay, like, I got you. Know you know I got you. I mean? like, that boy thick. What? <laughs> For real. What? I don't know. With two C's. What? <laughs> then a bowl of oatmeal. What? This is out of control. What's going on right now? I got my whoop band, bro. Check my receipts right now, bro. <laughs> that boy meaty. Yeah, I played basketball, bro. I played basketball. And so, and so, like, you saw those dudes, right? Like, I'm sure that was not you, right? The guy showing up with, like, the shooting sleeve oh and, like, the compression gosh. short. Okay, okay, hold on. Time out, time out. When I was playing basketball, it was when Nike Elite Socks first came out. Bro. First of all, first of all. I just out of principle, I could not pay thirty dollars for one pair of socks, my guy. Not going so so me being me, okay. Like I'm, I just like to be resourceful. If you guys know anything about me, I like fun fact, I Facebook Marketplace like all the time, bro. bro. And I try to find you're the, the king. The you deals. are the king. Like, you I'll are the flip king. Stuff like that's just my little side thing, right? Back in high school, I used to flip Nike Elite socks. Stop. I did for real. I'm a entrepreneur. Thirty to forty dollars a pair. Like the breast cancer awareness elite socks that were pink with the white stripe. Yeah, and the yeah, white. yeah. I sold those for fifty. Dang, dude. For and real? I would buy them online, and yeah, it was. That's baller. Yeah, it was crazy. But <laughs> I okay. So going back to what you were saying, I kind of was one of those dudes. For real? I yeah. Oh, uh, like. Uh. But could you ball? Yes. Okay. See, but that, yes. that's a difference, right? Like when you can, when you got hype, but you can back it up. Right. You know what I'm saying like. It's it's it, it's it's not cocky if it's true. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but like we like okay, just like there's the dude that don't look like much, but man, he got heart. You know what I'm saying? Like Facts. like like you know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna fight for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and like you might not win the fight, but man, we we put in some hey. good we put in some good work. He's, you know, he's, he's low key just right, low key in there, right, bro. Right, man. Like, but then you got the dude that like comes in is like. Yo, this dude is decked out, got all got all the swag on, all the For gear real. on, got all of it, and then cannot deliver. You can't guard me. Cannot deliver. Yeah, right? Like For real. I'd rather be the dude that doesn't look like much, but I got heart than than be the dude who shows up looking like I'm all of that yeah. and I can't deliver. Yeah. You feel me? And I think I think here's the issue, Andrew. I think that when it comes to faith in America and in the Western context, right? Mm. I feel like there's been so much hype around Christianity, right? Like, and there's been this, this narrative that may, that I would venture to say is not biblical, not Jesus, and it's a whole bunch of hype. Mm. And then when people approach it, people come to it, people expect something from it, it doesn't deliver. And I, I fear this, man, that like we've had a lot of hype and not enough heart, mm. right? Um, like the whole context of Jesus was like no hype, yeah, all heart. You feel me? Like yeah. when Jesus when Jesus came, bro, like he was the king of the world. Yeah. Like he was the son of God, bro. Like but zero hype. My guy was born in a manger, dude, in a barn. For real. Right? In a barn. Yeah. Right. And he he actually deflected all the hype because of his heart, mm. because of his heart for us. Jesus said it this way. I didn't come to be served. I came, I came to, to serve. serve. You know, I uh, and I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Right. Like just in my in my infancy stages of my walk with my faith mm. and, and my walk, with, uh, walk with Jesus, like 
I was loud, mm. but there's a difference between being loud and actually sharing the gospel. I literally thought that me being loud was sharing the gospel. Yeah. 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 And for me, that was my context, you know, where it was like, okay, you know, the Great Commission says to go to all the world, you know, and make disciples. Yeah, absolutely. And for me personally, my way of doing it was just being, and I wasn't even doing it, bro. I was just being loud. You <laughs> Yo, know what I mean? I, I love that you said noisy. that. I love that you said that, right? Because it's all hype. It's all hype. Yeah. St. Francis, St. Francis of Assisi, one of the one of the early church fathers, like in the 1100s, um, early 1200s, he said this, preach the gospel at all times. Mm. And if necessary, use words. Yo, that's deep, bro. Right? Yo, preach the gospel oh at all times and only if necessary, use your words, right? And like, I, I think that, I think wow. that there are a lot of people, there are a lot, look, I just think that there are a lot of examples where there's been a ton of hype, a ton of words and not enough delivery, mm. right? And as, as we've been leaning into, um, framing and forming disciples at Prime Culture. If you're wondering, hey, what's the direction of this season? We're three episodes in. The direction of this season is literally to really, to give you as a young adult and as a young follower of Jesus, the framework with which to live your life and the perspectives and paradigms of how to follow Jesus, yeah. right? And what we've been establishing is a couple of things, and we can just recap it a little bit. In episode one, we talked about learning. Like at, at the core of discipleship, there should be a desire to learn. Jesus right. said it this way in Matthew 11. He said, look, are you tired? Are you burnt out? Are you burdened? Well, come and learn of me. Lay that aside. Obviously, it's not working. It's wearing you out. And I think the Amen. question can be presented to, to us. Hey, are you tired? Are you burnt out? Mm. Are you overwhelmed? Are you anxious? Are right. you restless? Are you, are you not sleeping? How's, how's, how's the things that you're doing right now? How's that working for you? Right? And if you find yourself in a place of being weary and burdened, Jesus makes the invitation and he says, hey, come all who are tired and weary and learn of me, yeah. come learn of me. So at the core right. of accepting Christ's invitation is a heart to learn. Right. And I think what happens is that in an age and in a time of society where everything is instant, we love knowing, but we don't appreciate learning. Yeah. Right. And so what we, you know, if, if you jumped in on episode three, do yourself a favor, go listen to episode one. We talk about learning and we talk right. about how it's, 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 it's very, it's very possible to be informed, but not transformed. Right. It's, it's very possible to know so much but have learned so, so little. Right. Yeah. And so as we're, as we're framing the, 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 perspective and the the posture that you and the heart that you should have as you're following Jesus like if you really want to follow Jesus like if you're saying hey man I want to take my walk with Jesus I want to take my faith seriously it begins with a desire to learn right right it begins with a posture of you know what everything that I've known 
has left me tired. Yeah. Everything that I've known has left me wanting. Everything that I've learned has brought me short. And it right. just has not been enough. I've waited and I found it lacking. I need to learn something, right? right? And so then uh, last last episode, we we talked about how the, the posture of learning, number one, is I'm here to learn from Jesus, yep. right? That is my teacher. And as I follow Jesus as my teacher, I don't just approach him as a student. I approach him as a disciple, Yeah. right? And you, you, you shared this last week that being a disciple is a New Testament term, yep. right? Why? Because it includes... It was the new covenant. Oh, hello. Okay, yeah. It was the new covenant. Absolutely. You know, old covenant, just a quick recap, old covenant was under the law, mm -hmm. you know, where it was rules and regulations and uh, things that, like you said, learning, right? You you do, but you don't understand. Sure. You know? Sure. And now when we came into the New Testament, now we get to have a relationship right. with Jesus. Right. And the old, you know, the old, the old Testament is not necessarily bad. Right. Right. Um, but when we look at it through the lenses of the new covenant, it's incomplete. Yeah. Right. And so there was, man, were there people that were sincere in their devotion? Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Were there people that got a good report, a good reputation that God did stuff through in the old Testament, the old covenant? Absolutely. 100%. But Hebrew says it this way, that those people in, in the old Testament, they got a good reputation. They built a good name. They had a good report, but they did not receive the promise mm. so that Without us, they would be incomplete because God had better minds and th better things in mind for wow. all of us, right? And so the better thing obviously was Jesus Christ, right? Amen. And so, um, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Like, and so discipleship is a new a New Testament term yep. because relationship and redemption is offered in the New Testament, right? And right. so, um, again, I'm not going to read. We're not going to read talk episode two, but go check out episode two because we talk about it's a how. Great episode. No, no doubt, right? We it's talk about episode. how Jesus chose us first, yep. and He chose us to be His disciples first, and then we get the opportunity to choose Him back, right? Right. And uh, so today we were we've been talking about uh, heart a lot, and we don't want it just to be the hype of discipleship. I think honestly, if I, if if we're looking at the landscape, bro, of faith and, and commitment to faith, I think there's a lot of hype around it. I think there's a lot yeah. of people trying to be spiritual. Um, I think there's a lot of people trying to have some sort of some sort of some degree of like uh, awakening or discovery. Which man, wherever you're at on your journey, that's awesome. I'm 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 glad that you're searching. Um, but this is this, you know, Christ invites us to more than just a discovery or a spiritual, uh, like a spiritual vibration yeah. or a the, spiritual the that, encounter. Like the way that I hear you say it is like, like, like everyone just wants the big moments. Mm, no doubt. Yeah. 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 Like everyone's just looking for no those doubt. big moments and the hype is what feeds into those big moments. But what about the small moments that well, compound over time? I, dude, that's you it know? right there. Dude, I love that you said that. The compound like, interest. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you're absolutely right. Never despise the day of small beginnings. The small moments, the little the moments. by little, right? Yeah. And discipleship isn't just for moments of spiritual awakening, spiritual discovery, spiritual defining. Discipleship is for every day. Yeah. Right. That's literally that's literally what the word means. The word disciple means that I'm attached to you. I'm attached to Jesus. When I say I'm a disciple of Christ, I'm saying I've attached my life to Christ. And in that attachment, in my day-to-day, -day, mm. I'm living in his discipline, in his way of doing things. Right. The root word of disciple is discipline. 
Yeah. Right. That's a derivative from discipline. Right. And so when I'm a disciple, I'm not just learning from you. I can learn from someone and have no personal attachment to them. Right. No personal commitment to them. Right. Um, but the, but the goal here isn't to be transactional. The goal here is to be relational. Right. Right. And so discipleship, where it differs from where it differs from being a student is that I now attach myself not just to the lesson, but I attach myself to the teacher. Right. right. And the goal is to be attached to the teacher, yeah. not just the lesson. The goal is to be attached to the giver, not just the gift. Mm, the goal is to on. be attached to the one who worked the miracle, not the miracle itself. Because at some mm. point, the miracle, the gift, the lesson, the thing is going to run out. But if I have a relationship and an attachment to the source, Amen. Jesus said it this way, I'm the well that will never run dry. Yep. And when you drink from this water, John chapter four, when you drink from this water that I offer you, you will never thirst again. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so the goal with discipleship is that it, every day you don't live thirsty. <laughs> That's right. Right? Like, For the, real. Yeah. <laughs> the thirst is real out in these I, streets, man. <laughs> I thirsty no more, bro. Like, no. But yeah. I mean, but, but think so about true. it. Think about it, right? Like, so even if we're talking about like the heart of thirst, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if we're, if we're, if we're if, look, bro, bro, like, let's just, yeah. let, I mean, yeah. it sounds ridiculous, but like, let's be honest. The, the fact that I'm thirsty means two things. Number one, that I'm desiring something, right. right? That there, there is, there is an appetite and or a need in me that, that is, is manifested in my thirst. And if there's a need in me that is manifested in my thirst, that is proof positive that there is an element that can quench my thirst. Mm. Right. And so as we're, as we inventory the different things that we've consumed or that we've encountered or that we've engaged with, if they haven't satisfied the thirst or the hunger or the yearning or the craving, well, then that was a momentary satisfaction, but it wasn't an eternal fulfillment. Right. You see what I'm saying? No, and yeah. that's why Christ said, I'm the, I'm, I'm the living water and I'm the living bread. Yeah. He called himself both. Mm. It's dope, right? I mean, bro, like, just think about Instagram likes, bro. Like, the thirst is real, the homie. The thirst is real. 100%. The thirst is w real. Wanting, wanting to be liked, wanting to be accepted, yeah. wanting to be held, wanting to not be alone, wanting to be important, wanting to be respected, wanting to be seen, wanting to be known, wanting yeah. to be famous, wanting to have enough, right? It's all part of the human appetite. Right. Right? Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with it, right? What I'm proposing is that you cannot fulfill those appetites and those needs on hype alone. Right. You're always going to want more. Absolutely, bro. You're always Absolutely. going to want more. Absolutely, bro. Right? And so um, the, the, the beauty of being a disciple um, or the benefit of being a disciple is this, that that I'm attached myself not just to the thing, but I'm attached myself to the source. Amen. Right? Yeah. And so that's where we want to be. And so I think... Um, not so I think good. the intention, the intention of our time together is not just, okay, why am I a disciple? I'm a disciple because two things, Jesus chose me yeah, and I chose and Jesus, I chose Jesus, right? Discipleship is a choice. That's right. Right. Not everyone who, who Jesus chose ends up walking as a disciple. Yeah. Right. There are, there are men and women in the new Testament. Hear me. Okay. Like, and, 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 and I think, I think it's important for me to say this, right? Because like, I, the, <sighs> I don't want this to sound like it's pressure, like you better get your life right and follow Jesus, right? Like, 
now like get your life right and follow Jesus. Yeah. Right. But like, um, like there were people, there were people, there were men and women in the new Testament who saw Jesus in the flesh, bro. Right. Like saw him in the flesh. Watch this. There was a story where he heals 10 lepers. Right. Do you remember, do you remember yep. what leprosy was? So leprosy was like a skin condition. It was a skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the symptoms were skin, but it was actually a nervous, a, a central nervous system condition oh. where you couldn't feel pain anymore. And because you couldn't feel anymore, you couldn't see, you couldn't sense when you were being damaged. Wow. That'll preach by the way. Um, where like you just, you couldn't feel pain. Wow. Like your nerve endings wouldn't, wouldn't sense pain anymore. And so like a lot of times people who were lepers, uh, were, would be incredibly disfigured, uh, they'd lose limbs and hands and appendages mm. from their face, et cetera. And so there's a story where Jesus uh, heals 10 lepers, right? And in that story of healing the 10 lepers, the scripture says that he healed them, but only one came back to say thank you. And then Jesus makes this incredible, incredible declaration over him. He says, first of all, he says, weren't there 10, mm. right? Jesus is aware of everyone he touches, Yeah. right? Number one. He knows all of us, mm. right? However, not all of us come back to get attached to Jesus, yeah. right? We like what Jesus does for us, but we don't often think about, man, what should I do for Jesus, wow. right? And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, the extent of our faith and the extent of our Christian experience will be consumer only and not relational or contribution, right? right? Does Jesus need my thank you? No, but no, he, he loves doesn't. two things. He loves my thank you and he deserves my thank you. Right. Right. Who needs the thank you, Jesus? I do. Yeah. Right. But watch, Jesus says this, he says, weren't there 10 of you? And the guy says, man, I don't know, bro. Like <laughs> there were, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I ain't no snitch, Jesus. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. But, 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 you know, he doesn't really answer, but Jesus says this, you know what though, in, in your return, this faith to come back and attach yourself to me has made you whole. Mm. And there's a difference, Andrew, between being healed and being mm. made whole. Oh, gosh. There's a massive difference, right? Yeah. I don't want to just be healed. Right. I want to be made whole. Yeah. Right? And the difference is the return to Jesus, coming back, back. to Jesus, That's attaching so myself to Jesus. Right. That's so good. And so look, man, like from day one, there were people who were healed by Jesus, were fed by Jesus, were touched by Jesus, were loved by Jesus, were seen by Jesus, were helped by Jesus, were served by Jesus, but they didn't come back. Mm. And what a disciple's heart says is, man, hey, God, through Christ, you've done so much for me. I have to come back. I have to attach myself wow. to you. Right. Um, and so today, that's so beautiful. Today, we wanted to talk about the heart of a disciple, right? Yeah. Not just why I should be a disciple. So we've established it. Why? Because Jesus chose you, yeah. and you chose, chose Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. A life of discipleship is a life I choose. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get drafted to it. You don't just like you know open up and you. Oh man, I got a golden ticket. I'm a dis I, I guess For I'm a disciple, <laughs> Mama. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not what it is. There ain't no letter like, in the mail. I choose. Nothing. I choose. Yeah. I choose. Yeah. Jesus. I choose to follow Jesus. I've right. decided to follow Jesus. And one of the things that I love that that um, you and I were talking about as we were preparing for this is that the dispositions of how I'm a disciple mm. is no different than how I become a disciple, which is I choose. Yeah. Right. Everything we're going to talk about today is a choice. choice. Yeah. Right. Jesus doesn't mandate it. He doesn't force it. Right. You don't get struck by lightning and boom, lightning bolts. And now I'm a disciple. Right. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? Imagery about it is crazy, bro. <laughs> like, bam, what? I'm gonna just, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, man, it's an intentional choice. And I, I you right. guys listen, I think it's important for us to understand that, that we make the choice on how I'm going to be That's right. a disciple, right? Regardless of our choice, Jesus still chooses us. Yeah. Jesus still blesses us. Yeah. Jesus is still good to us, yeah. right? And you can still get healthy, right? But I would venture to say, that you will not live a life of wholeness right. if we don't choose Jesus back. Does that make wow. sense? That's so so let's talk about how to be a disciple, bro. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because um, I, I really like, as we were preparing for this, we, you and I both always came back to just our dynamic, you know, from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, and um, the thing about how to, how to be a disciple is that, you know, you always tell me all the time, like, you need to be fed. You need to have your cup filled sure. before anything else. You always tell me like, Hey, are you spending time in the word? You know? And I think first and foremost, how to be a disciple is making sure number one, you're putting the word of God first. You know, it is the final authority in your life, but also you're studying the word of God, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, John 8, 31 says, so Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide by my word, which is in the Amplified Version, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them, then you are truly my disciples. Bro, that's loaded. Yeah. That's loaded. I love, I love that, you, that you brought it up, right? Like, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things that we cannot separate Jesus from. Right. All right? Number one. I cannot separate Jesus from the word. Why? Because right. Jesus is the word. The word. Right yeah. now, we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks, like the authority of the word of God. Like he's first priority, final, final authority, authority, right? But you can't separate the Bible and Jesus. Like to say, like, to, to say, to say, like, I love Jesus, but I don't really read the word. <laughs> right. Is like, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm best friends with someone on Instagram. They're my best friend. I've never <laughs> met them. Never talked to them. I've never met them. I've never talked to them, but they're my best friend. Right. You feel me? Like, that's just like, like wait, like, what? Like, How does like, that work? It's like the dude that like, is like, oh yeah, Draymond Green? Bro, I know him, bro. Yeah, bro. I, we went to high school, bro. I saw him one time. <laughs> I saw him one time. <laughs> I saw him one time. I saw him one time at the airport, man. <laughs> I saw him one time. We ran into each other. I saw him one time. Oh my goodness. You know no, I agree, bro. I, I agree. And you cannot. You cannot. People ask me all the time, like, hey, pastor, how can I know God better? Right. Yeah. And so like my, to me, the response is like, man, like if you're going to know God better, you have to know Jesus. Like you have mm -hmm. to know Jesus. Why? Colossians 1.13 says Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Yeah. So if you want to know what God looks like, you have to look at Jesus. And if you want to know Jesus better, right? So if I want to know God better, I have to know Jesus better. If I want right. to know Jesus better, I have to know the word of God better. So you got to mm. read your Bible. You got to be in your Bible. Yeah. I love that you brought it, you brought it there, bro. Like, um, the Bible is like basic instructions, yeah, right? Fundamental, right? Yes. Yeah, right. And so I remember growing up like in, in, in church and like, man, like, man, there's, there's, there's like, there's like corniness all over the world, but for some reason, like the church is like owns the market sometimes on being corny. Right. Um, but like they, I don't know if you ever heard this, but like I heard a, I heard a, a pastor. Now to his to his credit, he was a kids pastor. You feel me? So it's like <laughs> you kind of like being corny was part of his yeah, job description. Of his job you know what I'm saying? Right. But he said, "Yo, you gotta love the Bible. You have to learn the Bible. The Bible are the basic instructions before leaving <laughs> Earth. Come on, baby. The ba <laughs> these are our basic instructions before leaving Earth, man." <laughs> 
I Yo, said, that's actually pretty I said, that's genius. Bro, that's that's actually ja so good. You never heard that? No. Oh, I love it. I love no. it. I love it. Basic instructions before leaving Earth, bro. Oh bro, like, my god. But now listen, listen. It is, it is instructions for living on earth, for how to have heaven on earth. And so you, look, you cannot follow Jesus if you don't know his word. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's like the second thing, right? Like you can't, you can't love Jesus. You can't say you love Jesus if you don't know his word, if you don't know who he is, if you don't know his nature, that's how, that's how you're going to get to know somebody. Right. Right. Like, like you, like when, when you have conversation, right. Um, secondly, you cannot follow Jesus. You cannot say you love Jesus and you don't love the church. Oh, like you can't, That's right. like you can't. And, and I think we see this, I think we see this a lot in, in this generation. Like, oh no, I'm spiritual, man, but I just don't, I don't like the church thing. Mm. You know? Oh no. Yeah. I think Jesus is dope, man. I think, you know, like Jesus is my homie, right? Jesus is the homie, but I don't like church. Right. That's like, if you would come to me and say, Hey Cruz, you're dope, but I don't like your wife. Oof. Right, like, but it's but it's a true story, right? Because you have to understand that the church is literally called the bride of Christ. Right. Now, I understand that there are nuances of hurt, right, where the church has blown it, blown it, mm. messed it up, mm. right. But we have to understand that the people in a church cannot be held in the same regard as the institution of the church at large. Yeah. Dude, have I been hurt by church people? Absolutely. Of course. Right. As I'm assuming you probably have as well. Yeah. And like if you're listening, I'm assuming like this is probably like a cringe moment and hopefully it's not triggering, right? But like I think there have like the church has blown it. People in church. Now we have to understand though, a couple of things. Like let me just let me just pastor you for a second there. If you're dealing with church hurt, number one. There is no such thing as a perfect church. Mm. Okay. The moment you join the church you think is perfect, it now has become imperfect. Wow. All right. Um, secondly, humanity, which is what the church is built on, right. will be imperfect until we get to heaven. Yeah. Now, when we go to heaven, we're on the other side, we're perfect, whatever. Um, and I've heard this, this is cliche. All right, this is cliche, but I just want to I just want to speak to y'all. I want to speak to y'all who have who are navigating hurt, who are navigating um disappointment, who are navigating having your heart broken, you know, like opening yourself up and being vulnerable to people who were supposed to love you or care for you and they didn't. Maybe they took advantage of you, et cetera. I'm sorry that happened. Mm. Um, but like, have you ever had a like so we're in Texas, right? And so part of Texas DNA is Whataburger. Come on. Come on, baby. And I'm a California dude. Well, I have a Texas license, but I'm I'm an in and out boy. Okay, I was gonna say in and out or Whataburger. Oh, jeez. Oh, Here in, we go. Here see we the go. team. The team is shaking their head. Here the team we go. is. Okay, hold on. What? <laughs> in and out or Whataburger? He said it has to be Whataburger. Have you had In and Out? In and Out, right? In and Out. Bro, you know. Bro, what? It, it, look, look, we're one and one <laughs> right now. Whataburger, In and Out. We're one and one. We're one and one. You know what? I'm gonna have to say, in and out. Ooh, it's two, oh, dude. It's two to one. I'm gonna have to say Shake Shack. <laughs> but you yo, ain't lying. Hey, yo, I ain't lying though. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. Shake Shack is it, man. But if we're going between In and Out and Whataburger, oh my gosh, it depends. 
Bro. It's like asking me who's my favorite kid. I know it's Chloe. I know it is. <laughs> but there are days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, she'll, she won't watch this. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me. Right? Like, I, like. but there are days where I prefer Bailey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yo, you know what? You know what? It's. I'm, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Angel Richie. And I'm sorry, Texas. In and out wins, man. In and out, in and out gets my heart all day, all day. I'm not, but, I'm not solely convinced on the fries, but you know. Oh man, I know they're made fresh, and I'm not so solely convinced. I, know, I, I don't but, like the texture of it, but but, but look, here's my point. Yeah, okay, yeah, here's yeah, my yeah. point. Here's my point. Whether it's In and Out or Whataburger, right? At some point, if you go there with enough consistency, at some point you're gonna catch them on an off day, mm. right? Ask me if I've had bad Whataburger. One hundred percent. Ask me if I've had bad in and out. Never. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Of course I have. Right. Ask me if I've stopped eating Whataburger or in and out. I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, fifth. Because <laughs> my wife listens to this. <laughs> that boy well, looking jolly right you now. Know what? We have it today. That's Ooh, all we, I know. That, hey, That's all come I on. Know. I'm winning. I, I know, know about tomorrow, but today, <laughs> but today, nope. we ain't it's going out like feet. that. Uh, come on, feet. Jesus. <laughs> Yo, listen, no, but, but hear me. I know we just said a lot of ridiculous stuff, and hopefully, we were able to make you smile talking about a tough subject, yeah. right? But listen, not all churches are bad, and not all church people are bad and hurtful. You had a bad experience. Please don't throw the whole concept away because you had one bad experience. Yeah. Right? Like, don't, man. And, dude, I'll tell you what, man. In my time of helping lead church and pastoring a community of of, of believers, man, and just um, getting invited into conversations, bro, most of the time where people are like, man, I don't know how I feel about God, it's because of church people. Yeah. It's because somewhere their heart got hurt by people who weren't living like Jesus. Yeah. Who weren't representing Jesus well. And again, again, the importance of being a true disciple. I love that yeah. you said that because John chapter eight says, if you live in accordance to my teaching, then you are truly my disciple. My disciple. You know what that lets me know? Hmm. That lets me know that there's bootleg disciples. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, like that lets me know that there are disciples who are not truly, truly disciples, right. man. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't, you know, don't want to be a bootleg disciple. Going back to um, what you had just said about the church, uh, there is an author by the name of uh, Allison Morgan, and she said, do you know what the plural for disciple is? Ooh. It's church. Oh, that's incredible, bro. You know. That's awesome. Say that again. That blessed me. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. The plural for disciple is church. That's awesome, dude. You know, uh, that's a awesome. church. Essentially, as a community of disciples, that's what it is. It's just what it's supposed to be—the yeah, gathering be, of disciples, you know, absolutely. A gathering of people who have been called individually and collectively, absolutely, into a relationship with absolutely. God. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so like even in my context, right? In my context, I've had church hurt, right? I've I've been hurt. I've been bent at church before, you know. And that's the thing that I have to realize is that we are all, whether true or untrue, or mm. untruly, disciples. Yeah. And we are all imperfect people. Absolutely. But we're in relationship with a perfect God. Absolutely. So while humans may fail us, our the God Lord never will. will. The, the Lord will never will. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. And this so. is like this is why, this is why our trust and our attachment is to Christ and Christ alone. Yeah. Man is going to fail me. Right. Right. Like, dude, Andrew, I'm a man, right? Like, <laughs> obvious. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone help us, Tell man. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the Prime Culture hey, Podcast. Come on. Hey, um, but but um, no, no, listen, 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 listen. And you and I work in in proximity, right? Not only are we friends, not only are we that we do ministry together, like we work together, like, yeah. right? Like, and so, um, like you've seen my humanity, and I know there are moments where I've failed you. I know there are moments where I've disappointed you. Why? I mean, they're far and few between, you know, like they're they, it hardly ever happens, you know, <laughs> you know, but you, but you know what I love about you? What I love about you is that your trust has been placed in Jesus. Yeah. And, and as you, you know, Paul said it this way, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Paul said in first Corinthians 11, one, he said, what? Be an imitator of me as I am Same of Christ. Thing. Right. Yeah. But what I love about you is that like in that relationship is I'm saying, Hey, Andrew, imitate me as I imitate Christ a in your following. You're also imitating Christ though, and offering me grace mm. and offering me mercy and, so and, and offering me a margin to be a human being. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not judging me harshly because we're all in different degrees of development and becoming right. Right. All of us are becoming John said it this way in his epistle. He said, like, now we are the sons of God, but it's not seen who will who we will be. But one day when we are before him, we will be all that we are. Mm. But today we're becoming. Mm. Right? And so we're all in different degrees of discipleship. And I think that's important. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's important, right? Because like the same way, the same way that I would not judge, I would not judge my seven-year-old daughter with the same standards that I would judge my however, however old she is wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I would I would judge them differently. Why? Because I know that there's a developmental arc happening. Right. Right. And so wherever you're at in your walk with Jesus, like if if you come across someone's humanity, like let's take that into consideration. Everybody's in their own race. We're we're all running, running in our race. race. We're all running. Yeah. We're all running in our lane. You know. And like, man, like, like what if they're just learning to? and barely becoming, right? Does that make sense, right. you know? Um, and so I think this is why it's important that our trust, and as we choose to be disciples, we don't attach ourselves necessarily to man. We attach ourselves to Jesus. Now, yeah. in trusting Jesus, it includes trusting men and women and trusting leadership, right? Um, but as I'm learning Jesus, this is why it's important to know the word, right? And that's why, that's why Jesus himself said it, abide in my word, because when I abide in his word, it's going to give me the ability to judge fruit. Yeah. Wow. To look at the life of leadership, spiritual leadership and spiritual authority around me, Christian authority around me, mm. and be able to, because I'm founded in his word, be able to say, man, I don't know if that's the right place for me to be submitted. I don't know if that's the right place for me to be attached. Because that's another yeah. word for being attached is being submitted. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, and, and, and to be able to judge and to discern and to be able to make it an informed, intelligent decision. Because, hey, listen, newsflash, attaching yourself to Jesus doesn't mean you check your brain at the door. Right. Right. The Absolutely. scripture literally says Absolutely. to try every spirit. You test every spirit. You put it through a time of evaluation and assessment. Right. And how do you evaluate and how do you assess it? With the word of God and the model of Jesus and his leadership that you find in the word, mm. right? And how will you know Jesus if you don't know the word? Right. And how will you know how to trust men and women of God if you know the word? Can mm. I be honest with you? There have been several times, like the greatest church hurt that I've ever had and I'm not like, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm about to gaslight myself, right? Like, but, and gaslighting is no joke. I'm, listen, yeah. I'm not making fun of it, okay? However, I have to be honest in full retrospect. I have to be honest. 
I attached myself to leadership out of my immaturity and being in, uninformed. Mm. And I attached myself to leadership that if I had had a better relationship with his word, I would have been, been able to see the red flags. Wow. Bro, I'm getting like green leaf, like flashbacks, bro. Like, I know we're not going to go there. Bro. We're not gonna go there. Sorry, when you were saying that, it was just like. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, I can only imagine like the, the trauma that even that comes with. Yeah. You know, because essentially like people, myself included, we come into a place like this and we're like, okay, everything is going to be perfect. Right. You right. know, everything is going to be perfect. But like, that's the beautiful part about this where it's like, like, man, you're, you're talking about testing and evaluation and assessment. And that's the reason why I'll be quite honest with you. I'm so comfortable with where I have planted myself because of who we have. And oh, that no. is 50 years. Is it 50 years? Well, it's 40, it's 45 years 45. as a church. Our senior pastor has been rocking pastor. for 50 years. 50 years you know what I'm saying? of like, faithfulness. Well, yeah, man. Like if you look, if you look at the collective, now Shout this is a shame. This, this is a shameless plug, right? But you look at you look at the collective. You yeah. look at the collective of our key pastoral leadership, right? So that's the Neemans and then some of our, our executive leadership team, man. It's hundreds of years Dude, of faithfulness and yeah. commitment, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I'm I mean, I'm only halfway. Pastor Charles is, right? But like, dude, like I was thinking about the other day, we were talking with Diana. I was like, dude, like, like. Like we, I, we just hit 25 years of, of faithfulness. Like I've been living wow. faithful to the gospel, faithful to Christ's way of doing things. Mm. Have I been perfect along the way? Absolutely not, man. Right. But like for 25 years now, like walking with Christ for real, for real. Congratulations, you know by the way. That's awesome. You know, I'm proud of that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, have I stumbled? Absolutely. Have I fallen? Absolutely. Yeah. But not in a way that that has brought reproach. I firmly believe this, man. Like, and let me give you guys, um, now that I have 25 years, I'm saying, like, just like, <laughs> stupid. Don't encourage him, man. Just, <laughs> no, but I will, I will say, I will, I will say like, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I can say, hey, like, let, let me, let me teach you from what I've learned. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think that, couple of things. I think that number one, that there are really men and women of God who do this for real. Yeah. Day in and day out. Do it for real. They don't do it for the clout. They don't do it for the hype. They do it because it's the life that God called us to, right. not a lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some people like the lifestyle of being a pastor. They like people needing them and they like people almost kind of like worshiping them and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, the apostle Paul in the in in the New Testament actually says, "Yo, listen, if if you're um if you're desiring to be a pastor, if you're desiring to be a leader in the body of Christ, you desire a very fearful thing, right? Number one, because you have to give account for people's mm -hmm. lives. Number two, when you sign up to be in leadership in Christianity and in this community of faith, you're sacrificing." certain personal liberties, yeah. certain personal entitlements, you're sacrificing that. You're giving right. that away. You're saying, man, I'm not entitled to that anymore. Um, thirdly, and this is kind of like, <clears throat> it's kind of crazy, but when you think about it, um, in, 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 fir in the first century, Christianity was not a popular, popularly accepted religion nor community, mm -hmm. and they were often persecuted and martyred and anytime antagonizers of Christian communities would attack or persecute, 
the first one to die was the pastor. Wow. Right. So think about that. Yeah. Right. And so there are people in this context of Christianity, in this current era, they're like, oh, I like the lifestyle. I like, I mean, all I got to wow. do, all I got to do is show up and preach. Like all I got to do it now. Nah, I like it. It's like, nah, man. Like if we're doing it the way the word teaches us, right. we're giving our, we're giving our lives away to people. Wow. Right? And so I'm just saying, I'm saying, look, and man, I, I think it's important, man. I think it's important. And I think the Lord really had to kind of hover on this perspective of being hurt. We didn't talk about this yeah, at no, all, we didn't. you know? Um, but I just want, I just, I mean, whoever you are that like you've, maybe you've lost trust or maybe you've lost faith um, for what it's worth, right? I'm just, I'm just speaking with as much humility as possible. Like, first of all, our past, our senior pastor, 50 years of just above reproach, right? Blameless, no scandal. Like Amen. he said it this way one time, right? Recently he said, man, I haven't had to come out in front of my church and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's bro. a big deal, bro. I mean, and like, to me, like that's proof positive that it's possible, bro. Right. Right. And so like, yo, like listen, young adult, let me just talk to you for a second. Like if you've, if you've been hurt and if you've, if you've lost faith because someone let you down, can I tell you that as much as that is a reality, there's also a reality that there are men and women near to you right now that are living this thing for real, man. Yeah. Like for real, for real. And we don't want anything from you other than to see you thrive in your relationship with Jesus. Right. Right. There are men and women who are living a life that is truly submitted. That's right. Which is, that's the heart of a disciple. That's right. That I've submitted myself to Christ, to his way of doing things. I'm denying myself whatever entitlements I feel I'm entitled to, whatever privileges I think I'm entitled to, whatever liberties I think I'm entitled to. Yeah. I'm denying myself of that and I'm submitting and sacrificing myself for the benefit of other people, right? Mm. And not just for the benefit of other people, I'm submitting myself to the way of the one who's discipling me. Yeah. Right? That's submission. Right? right? Submission is literally there is one who is carrying a mission that is different from mine. And the word sub means to come under. And so I'm saying, you know what? I'm releasing whatever my personal mission was, and I'm coming under the mission of the one that is discipling me now. Yeah. Right? And that's what submission to Christ is. Right. Is I have, you know, I've had my own agenda. I've had my own endeavors. I've had my own desires, my own ambitions, yeah. my own outlook on what I think my life should be. But at some point I just said, you know what, Lord, I'm just giving that away. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting that your way is better than my way. Amen. The book of Isaiah says Amen. it this way, your thoughts are greater than my thoughts. So I'm going to put my mission to the side and I'm going mm. to come and come under mm. your mission. And I'll tell you what, man, you know, after walking with Christ for as long as I've been walking with Christ, his way is better than my way. Amen. His thoughts are better than my thoughts. His outcomes are more than I could have ever imagined. True story, yeah. man. And that's more, that's, that's, that's not hyperbole. Like I really mean that, man. And so um, submission, I think, I think, I think maybe we should just focus on submission a little bit. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's a word that, that I don't think a lot of this generation really understands. Away, yes. Know? And I don't think it's running away because it's like going back to learning. We just don't understand the word submission. You know, um, in this context, when you're being, when you're saying that you are going under, right, and now you are a disciple, one of the biggest things about this that I want everybody to know on this podcast is that there is a relationship there. No doubt. 
and where there is relationship because the choice of discipleship was made in that moment, there is also love. Mm. Absolutely. It's based on love. It's based on absolutely everything about the term submission and discipleship is based off of absolutely. love. Absolutely. Because you know, most people, right, they think of submission like, oh, I don't want to be under someone's authority. Right. They're taking away my rights. They're taking stuff away from me. Right. Yeah. You know, everything here is based off of love. Absolutely. So I just want to preface that real quick. Absolutely. That's brilliant. You know? Yeah. I, I think, um, I think, I think anytime, any, anytime for me that when I've learned the beauty of submission, when I've learned the beauty of sacrifice and surrender, I th I really do believe that sacrifice and surrender could be working, t working synonyms for a life of submission, mm. right? A denial of self, selflessness, right? Right. Um, John said it this way, John the Baptist, who was Jesus's cousin and who by and large was crushing it, had his own ministry, had his own movement, was crushing it, bro, crushing it. Here comes his cousin, right? And now all of a sudden, John has a choice to make. And he's like, man, I got to get submitted because there comes one that is greater than I, right? Yeah. And he said it this way. He said it, man, I must decrease so he can increase. increase. And I think, man, that's the heart of a disciple, right? Like, like for real, hear that, you guys. Like, that's the heart of a disciple. When we can come to the point where, where I'm able to work it out. Now, does this happen overnight? Absolutely not. Right. I really think it's a li it's a lifelong process. Yeah. Um, there's a guy named Eugene Peterson. We were talking about this earlier. There's a guy named Eugene Peterson that if you like the message translation of the Bible, the message paraphrase, He's the one that wrote it, yeah. right? And Eugene Peterson described discipleship as long obedience in the same direction, right? Long Ish. obedience in the same direction. And so um, think about it, right? So like it's, it's, it's carrying a disposition and an openness and a willingness to say, you know what? There is one that is greater than I. Right. His name is Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the son of God. And because he's greater than I, and I believe that he's greater than I, if I'm going to walk in submission to him, I have to negotiate. I decrease so he can increase. Yeah. My, 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 my life de decreases so he increases. Matthew says it this way, if any man says he has found his life and without Christ, he'll surely lose it. But then Christ says, but if any man loses his life, for my sake, he'll surely find it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think that there's a there's a dynamic and there's a principle in sacrifice and surrender and submission. And um, I'll share this also, Andrew. I think that any time that the Lord has ever asked me for anything, right? It's like that. I don't know if you've like ever seen a Christian like Christian memes, right? But like it's like the it's not even a meme. It's just a it's just a it's a classic photo, right? Where like, where like there's this. like a little girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's like a little there's like a little kid. There's like a little yes. kid, and like they they have like this tiny little stuffed animal, and Jesus is asking them for this little, like little stuffed, and they're like it's tiny, and he's holding one behind him, and it's behind like massive, back. you know, yeah. it's massive, and and you know it's it's a it's a cute little caricature, right? But like it, but it's the truth, man. Mm. It's like what he offers is so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so much broader and so much, it's so much better. Right. Um, and Amen. so in my experience, anytime he's ever asked me for something like where I felt defensive, like, why are you taking this away from me? Right. Like, no, I don't want this. I'm going to hold on to it. Blah, blah, blah. It's usually because he's like, no, man, but because of what I, but what I have for you is, is, is better. Yeah. It's greater. Like it's so much better, you know? Um, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, um, I think, I think in, in, in a young adult context, 
um, you said it when you were talking about Eugene Peterson, like this is a commitment. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Like this is lifelong. And just like how, just like how, you know, every time you come back to read the same passage of scripture, you always get a different revelation to it. It always speaks to you differently. Like, like this right here is like lifelong, right? The same thing is with discipleship. Absolutely. You know, and even, even in this, like, like, man, I've been, um, I've been under discipleship for the past couple of years. And it's so crazy because it's like, you've done it way longer, but I'm pretty sure even still to this day, like pastor Charles probably finds something new from yeah. the aspect of discipleship, well, even still to this day. Well, I'll, I'll say this, you know? right? Like, I, I appreciate finding something new, for yeah. sure. But I find joy, and I'm learning to find joy in the same every day. Yeah. Right? Because there, there really isn't a whole lot of new, <laughs> right. to be honest with you. Yeah. Right? But it's just a commitment to finding joy in the consistency. Right. In the consistency of the results. And I mean, is there is there new intimacy? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that there isn't right. new, right? But is there new intimacy, new new revelation? Absolutely. 100%. Right. But like I heard, a, I heard a man of God years ago say, hey, man, like you want to be a millionaire? Well, you got to be, you got to get used to doing the same thing over and over, over and, and over, over again. again. And I'm like, what? How? And he said, well, you just count to 10. 1, 2, 5, 7, 9, 10. 1, 2, 5, 7, 9, 10. 20, 20, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, and it's like, and you just do it enough times and eventually you get to a million, there you go. right? There's like, it's not, it's not complex. It's not glamorous, right? right? It's, consistency, it's consistency, man. And I think, I think that's a, that's a big barrier to entry also in, I think any generation, but we're talking to young adults, right? In your twenties and thirties, like, especially in your twenties and maybe your early thirties where it's all about discovery, right? Like yeah. I just got free reign. I just got autonomy. I just got my first real job. I'm getting a paycheck. I've, I, you know, I've got my first place. I've got my first significant relationship, et cetera. That's a lot. It's a lot, man. Yeah. And it's a lot of like, man, I finally have ownership of right. something. Um, I think that I think that not only do I have ownership of something, but I'm discovering a lot of new. And so I just want the most that life can give me. And I'm just trying to find it and discover it and find it and discover it. And I think what happens is that um, like inconsistency becomes sexy and glamorous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like think right. about it, right? Um, and it's not, you know, like when you think about like, oh man, who am I trying to get with? It's not, it's never steady Eddie. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's never, it's never consistent, consistently <laughs> Cal. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever Cal is, right? Like whose name, I don't know, right? <laughs> But like, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> yeah. us, it's usually dangerous, Dan, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or whatever, right? Like, um, in, 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 if we're not careful, we, we absolutely glamorize inconsistency. Yeah. We glamorize double-mindedness. We glamorize chaos, yeah. right? When the real call and the real result, the, the thing that really give us results is consistency, dude. He's just looking for your faithfulness at the end of the day. 100%. You know? 100%. Like... I was talking to somebody about this earlier where it was just like, okay, look, man, like, just let your yes be yes. Like, rem remind yourself, Absolutely. you were the one. You chose this. You chose this. You chose this. It, it, to me, it's funny, right? Like when people you know? get all mad, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this with G. I don't want, like, Cruz, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you to talk. It's like, bruh. You chose this, bro. You you came and told me, will you be my pastor? Will you like, yeah, I want to be submitted to you, right? And then I come, like, like I, I say, like, I do what you asked me to do. And you get mad at me? Like, yeah. nah, bro. Like, it don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it comes with the territory, whatever, man, you know? But you're absolutely right. And I love that you said that, dude. Like, you chose this, bro. Bro, yes. Like, dude, like, I'm mad sore right now. You can't see my legs necessarily, right? But, like, yesterday was leg day, right? Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> 
right? And like today, I'm feeling it, dude. Like I'm feeling it, right? And so like there was a couple of moments, like like I was like trying to stand up and I'm making like old man noises, like, Ugh, you know, standing up, right? It's like, Ugh, right? And like for a second, I got like indignant, like, oh my God, I hate this. But then I had to remember, nah, but I chose this. Yeah. I chose this. I chose this. And I think what happens is that we're unable to negotiate the momentary discomfort and it costs us the long-term results. Right. You know? And that's what that's what discipleship is. That's what submission is. Is is saying, you know what? I'm going to submit myself. I'm going to surrender myself. I'm going to sacrifice my entitlements and I'm going to submit to someone else's way of doing, living, seeing, and I'm going to give it long enough. Long enough. I'm going to give it enough time to see the results. I think that's the problem. I think we quit too soon you know uh the, the saying goes people always see the glory but they'll never see Ooh, the story come on man 100 that's wonderful and in this context the story is the good where you're being celebrated for the accomplishments accomplishments that you've done yeah the bad you know at the end of the day we've all made mistakes absolutely. let's be honest and the ugly absolutely absolutely and the last two is where so much of the fallout happens but may I just remind you, every correction that comes your way is because they want you to be better. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No I, doubt. I think, I think, I think, I, I love that you said that. I love that you brought that up because I think that that drills down into the aspects of being discipled. Yeah. Right? Like, I love that you said that, man. Like, like we can't quit when someone says, hey, bro, you're messing up. Right. Hey, bro, that, that's not a good look. Hey, bro. I'm concerned. You know, yeah. Hey, bro. I'm concerned. But going back know? to what you said, it's but it's all founded in love. Right. You know, like you know, the scripture says this that the Lord corrects the ones He loves. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I like I'm learning that as a father, bro. Like we're like when I have to correct my girls, two things. If if I don't correct them, that's abusive to them. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like if I don't correct them in the time that they're submitted to me, because there will be a time where they're no longer submitted to me. Right. They're submitted to their husbands and they're submitted to Jesus, right? But while they're submitted to me, it's my job to correct them. It's my responsibility to correct them. And if I'm not willing to correct them, that makes me an unloving father. Yeah, I don't love them enough to correct them. Wow. And that says everything about my character as a father. Mm. But then their character as daughters is like, oh, why, why, why? Like, I, you know, it's like, man, one day you'll understand. But in the moment, I have to correct you because I love you. Yeah. You may not like it. You may not like it, but I promise you, one day you're going to be 15. One right. day you're going to be 18. One day you're going to be a wife. Right. One day you're going to be a mother. One day right. you're going to be a leader. And you're going to look back and say, man, I'm grateful that I had a father and a mother that corrected yeah. me, right? And so I think that if it, it, as, you're, as you're negotiating, you guys, as you're negotiating, making the decision to be submitted somewhere, to make a decision to be discipled by a community, to be discipled by a voice, to be discipled by a person, it comes with the assumption uh, that they love you enough to be honest with yeah, you, right? Right, bro. Like, like I'm in my 40s now. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful that I'm grown and sexy. Right. <laughs> that, sir, is a true story. Amen. That is a true story. Amen. That we tell the truth at the Prime Culture Podcast. Amen. Okay. I have to say that. Okay. You paid me to say that. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, 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 no. Right, but like, like, look. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that it gives me the opportunity to look back and say, yo, 
like I've, I've lived long enough now to be able to say, yo, like be grateful mm. for the voices in your life that love you enough to tell you when you're doing good, to, to tell you when you're not doing good. Yeah. To tell you when you're looking like a superstar and to call you out when you're acting like an idiot. Right. You have to be grateful for the voices that are willing to do that. If you don't have people around you that in their commitment to love you and they, man, I love you so much, bro. You're my, you're my ride or die, son. We right. in this for life. Right. But all you ever talk about is good and they never talk about bad and ugly. They don't love you. Mm -hmm. They don't love you. Yeah. Or they don't know you. And then you're not in a real relationship. Right. And you're living in the shallows. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Talking about like, like, yeah, and, and there's no such thing as shallow submission. No, there's not. You got to be 10 toes deep in this thing, man. Right. You got to be all in. Right. All the, all like sub, like the pre, the pre prefix is sub, which means under. So like submerged, submitted, submission, submersion. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then it takes stuff away from you. Like it subtracts stupidity. <laughs> oh, I'll stop. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Right. I'm mind blown right now. I'm mind blown right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, it's so true though. And, and, and you cannot live in the shallow. You cannot live in shallow relationship. You cannot live in shallow exposure. This requires vulnerability. Right. It requires transparency. But right. can I tell you, fam, please listen to me when I tell you, one of the best ways to live your life and the most courageous ways to live your life is not to live your life covered up. It's to live your life exposed. Yeah. Put some light on the stuff in your life, man. Let someone else look into your life. Mm. That's what intimacy is, right? Like right. it's like I heard someone say years ago, intimacy literally says into me see. Mm. Like look into my life. Wow. Right? And look, dude, I'm telling you, it's not, and maybe if you're living in shallow relationships, it's not that there aren't people who can't go there with you. It's because you're unwilling, unwilling to release the depths. Yeah. You know, and discipleship calls you into the deep. Right. It does. And, and it's, and it's a safe place and it's a wonderful place and it's a freeing place and it's a beautiful place. And it's a place where you'll discover so much about yourself, so much about Christ and Amen. so much about the beauty of life-giving loving relationships. I always remember like in the past, just a couple of years, three, three, four years, like I've learned so much more about myself just in the context of being submitted because in submission, yes, while someone is speaking life into me and like they're guiding me the same way I'm exposed to them, they are exposed to me at yeah. the same time. Absolutely. You know, and I get the opportunity to, you know, you know what they always say, right? Like I, like I grew up in the business world, so they always say facts tell, stories sell, right? Like, and the beautiful thing is that the stories that I get to see on the day-to-day -day basis and be exposed to are the experiences 100%. that I don't have to go through. 100%. That I don't have to experience because I'm literally seeing as myself in, 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 in my walk with my walk of faith, like, okay. I am born again. I am a baby, bro. Like, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, now 100%. I have the opportunity to have a scope where it's just like, hey, like, bro, you don't, you might not have to go through that. You know what I'm I, saying? I like, hear you, man. I hear you. And it's so beautiful to me. And like, I've, I've gotten a chance to experience so much more in my life, like just seeing the dynamic within myself grow and not only myself and my personal walk, but like with my wife as well, like, 
it's just a beautiful thing when you're submitted because you get another pair of eyes and you get a different perspective that you might be blind to. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> sorry, man, I don't, don't know what's yeah. over my throat, but I think um, as we're just landing the plane on this, on this conversation, which this was super dope, by the way, yeah. this is really, really good. Um, I think that when you're choosing the places, because remember, again, we come back to it. It's a choice, yeah. right? When you're choosing the places that you're going to submit yourself, make sure it's a place of love. Right. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> if we're going to unpack that just a little bit, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long suffering. They're able to put up with you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, yeah. right? Like I, I, I understand that in my life right now, I'm in a role. So are you, Andrew? Like, and, and many of you are also like, if you look closely, you're both being discipled and you are discipling people around mm -hmm. you. Right. <clears throat> but first of all, it's grounded in love. And so if you, if you're submitted somewhere and you're offering your life somewhere, don't, don't right. do it in a way and don't let them do it in a way that's not kind. Yeah. That's not patient. Yeah. You know, don't do it in a, in a way where they take the, the your mistakes and leverage them against you and et cetera. Secondly, do it in a place where the intimacy is reciprocated, right? Mm -hmm. um, I to ask somebody for to ask somebody for transparency right. without me being willing to offer transparency in return, bro, is a peep show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's me me being a peeping Tom. And I don't want to mm. be, that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? On the contrary, it should be reciprocated. The apostle Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He says, and he's talking to his disciples and he's saying, hey, I think you ought to know the things that I've suffered. I think you should know what I've gone through. Mm. And when you, young adults, listen, as you're submitting yourself somewhere, it should come with reciprocity. Right. It should come with, you know what, here, I know you're telling me the stuff that's hurting you, and I know you're telling me the stuff you're going through. Let me tell you about some of the stuff that I've gone through. Right? And it's like, let my, let my scars tell you the story and help you get further faster. Mm. You know? Um, and if you're wondering and you're saying, hey, Cruz, like, I get it, man. I want to be submitted somewhere. Like, I, you've just defined, you and Andrew have just defined things that I didn't know I needed, but, I, but I've needed for so long. I've wanted it. I've yearned for it. And the truth is, you guys, many of you, the truth is many of you yearn for this because you didn't, you were supposed to be like in most of your life, if you're in like your, if you're like in your mid twenties right now, most of your life, you should have been submitted to parents. Yeah. But the, the, the truth is you probably had parents who were not the best place to be submitted. And so you don't know what it's like to be, dis <clears throat> excuse me, to be discipled well. Right. And so there's something inside of you and there's something in your development that is craving submission. And right. for many of you, you need fathers and you need mothers. That's the bottom line, right? And so like, if, if this is resonating with you, then that's the Holy Spirit saying, man, you've got to get, you've got to get connected somewhere, right? Yeah. And so just as, just to give you some quick starts, man, um, you know, it, it's not just, submitted to a person, right? You can be submitted to a group. You can be discipled by a group. We have these things right. called prime circles, circles, right? Like you can go to a circle and the context of community be, be discipled there. You can be open there. You can be submitted to right. your circle and go to your circle and be like, Hey y'all, man, I've been having a hard time or I've been living in a way that I shouldn't be living. Or I just, I just want to be open about this. Yeah. Um, you can be, you can, you can be submitted at your church. You can be submitted to your pastors. You can be submitted to, um, like really, really, you can be submitted to Jesus. Amen. That's a great yeah. place to start, right. you know? Um, and so like you can start immediately. Right. And so I think I honestly, look, as one of your pastors, 
I need you to be submitted to me. I'm just fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, as one of your pastors, I will say this. Like, I, I would encourage you, if you're yearning for this, I would encourage you to get submitted in a circle first. Yeah, that's a great like, place like, to start. Like, go start in a circle. Like, yeah. I, we say this all the time, that the right circle will change your life, right? right. And we're hearing stories all the time of life change because of vulnerability, because yeah. of transparency, because of this this peer-to-peer relationship that happens, you know? I mean, like, I, I might just, I might, might I add on to circles, right? Like, the beautiful thing about circles and you're talking about in terms of discipleship, like it just opens you up to where you know, like if you're great, then awesome, right? If you're great, then awesome, right? Praise God for that. But like, it'll also expose the things that you're dealing with inside, you know? And like, I just have to shout out circles because if it wasn't for circles and if it wasn't for discipleship, there was one person that reached out to me that said, hey, you know what? I'm not doing okay, and praise God for it. She's at abundant recovery today. That's awesome. You know, and that was all because... Yeah, well, I mean, you got you you, ha, you have to make the choice, right? You, you have know, to make the choice yeah. to get connected somewhere. You have to make the choice to be submitted somewhere. You have to make the choice. So listen, as you're as you're engaging with the content and you're engaging with this whole perspective, um, at the end of the day, you have to choose it. Right. You have to make the choice, right? And so I would just encourage you to make the quality decision. Stop living in hype. For real. Stop living in hype. That hype is going to leave you thirsty. It's going to leave you hungry. It's going to leave you wanting. It's going to leave you disappointed. It's going to be a less than kind of life. And take on the heart of Christ, which was... um, I'm submitted to the Father. Jesus said it all the time. I'm submitted to the Father, right? And I want you to do what I do, right? And so I think that I think that if you search deeply and if you approach candidly and honestly, you will find an incredible joy and safety in the context of discipleship, in the context of submission. And so hopefully this helped you along your journey. Uh, next podcast, we're going to talk about um, certain certain elements. Like we're going to really drill down deep into just the fundamental beliefs of every Christian disciple. Yeah. And we're going to get into some pretty dope stuff, right? Like, so we've been talking about discipleship at large, but now we're going to talk about specific things like why the church, why the Bible, why the Holy Spirit? Yep. What does a disciple believe about heaven and hell? What mm. does a disciple, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm yes. really excited to get into, uh, the, the truth is the next several weeks, uh, Andrew and I, we're going to, we're going to cover things that I would cover if I was discipling someone one-on-one. That's awesome. Right? I don't get a chance Can't to do that much it. anymore. I don't. I wish I did. Um, you know, I don't have the bandwidth for it. I'm discipling two little humans right now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's real. the extent of my discipleship. Uh, and our, and our lead team, our, oh our, our lead team, our lead team at Prime, like that's where I'm discipling. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, we're, I, I want to take, I want us to take the next several weeks to like just walk through basic fundamentals that I would share with anybody that we would share with anybody that said, Hey, would you disciple me? You know? And so I'm really excited to share it with you guys. I'm really excited to, to walk through this with you guys. And so anyway, um, man, this was a great conversation. Heart over hype, man. Heart over hype. All day. Heart, heart over little hype by little 100% make, make the right choice. Make, make a good quality cho- choice. Choose life not just with Jesus, but life like Jesus. Yeah. Amen. You know? So, Amen. Hey, listen, thanks for watching. That was a good episode. Good job, Andrew. Thank you. I'm proud you of you. too, Pastor Cruz. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I prayed last week. Would you like to pray us yeah, out Yeah, man, week? I'll pray Come us on. out. I'll pray us out. Uh, man, was that like an hour and a half episode? Oh, okay, cool. That wasn't that bad. 
Oh, is that it? Well, let's keep going. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I got more, sir. I'm just playing. Um, hey, listen. We, we got to leave them wanting more, you know? Oh, what absolutely. I mean? I broke trust. We got, we got plenty. We got plenty. We got plenty. For real, this season is going to be incredible. We're going to, like, for real, we're going to, like, let's just sneak it a little bit. You, you should have you told me it was a book 45, Angel. Then we would have stopped. No, no. Hey, listen. Like, like for real. And I'm just going to whet your appetite a little bit on this and, and make you excited. Like, we're going to talk about, um, we're, we're like we're, we're going to talk about certain specific things um, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about like spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about um, defense against the dark arts. You know, like all that <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, Diana's going to jump on. Diana's actually the the resident like Ghostbuster in our house. I teach the word. She chases the demons. You know what I'm saying? Like so, <laughs> for real, man. Um, anyway. But hopefully this this is this this help you. Thank you so much for listening. Um, hey, listen, if you're if you're in a place where you can, let me just let me just pray for you. Why don't you take a moment to close your eyes, bow your head, and uh, let me just pray, Father. I thank you so much for the incredible men and women who have decided to have a life that is submitted to you, Lord. I know firsthand that a life submitted to you is the best kind of life. It's the only life that will ever satisfy, Father. And so I thank you that they're discovering you. They're discovering the true life, the real life, the life that Jesus said he came to give us and to give us in abundance, Lord. And I thank you that the abundant life is not measured in things or possessions. It's measured in peace and strength. It's measured in love and grace. That's really what only you can give, Father. And so I pray now that as these incredible young men and women, these young adults, Father, submit themselves under the mighty hand of God. Lord, your word said that you would drive away and give great, drive away the enemy and give them grace when they submit Amen. themselves under your hand. And so, Lord, I declare over them today that as they submit themselves under the mighty hand of God, that the hand of God brings protection provision, prosperity, Lord, and purpose. Lord, thank you for rest. Thank you for recovery. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for boldness, God, in their lives. Lord, thank you for them making a bold decision, taking bold steps, Father, in their everyday living. And I thank you that today, that as they choose life, your word says that you'll bless them and it'll go well with them, Father. And so I thank you for your blessing on their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And a Amen. Man, hey, well listen, thanks for tuning in. We've got some stuff coming up. Culture night. Oh. If you stayed here till a minute, what are we an hour minute, an hour 13 now, an hour 14 somewhere in there. Um if you if you are still listening, well then hey, listen, culture night is coming up on November 11th. We're at the yes, East Side sir. Church. It's going to be incredible, incredible, incredible. Um and just stay tuned, man. We got some dope stuff happening. So It's going to be a busy season. We love y'all. Until be, next time. Awesome. We'll see you guys. Next time. Be the culture. Peace. Love y'all.